0: This is a a LinkedIn live coming to you from the metaverse. This is really trippy. Bear with us. This is the first time we did this particular um, metaverse through Rove. And what we want to talk about today is this. And and it's weird because I'm going to talk like this is normal. But meanwhile, you're looking at a bored ape who's chomping on a cigar and you see our avatars and my little puppy. And yeah, it's really trippy, but I think this is what's super cool. So basically, want to talk about today, I'm sure you've already heard that Amazon um, in Staten Island, where my wife is from, formed a union, Starbucks, Manhattan, New York City, union, things are changing. Let me take a step back. Last week, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, if you've heard this happen, Applebee's, you know, we're all familiar with Applebee's. And there was this um, exec from One of the franchisees, you know how these big, you know, uh, food chains, these big restaurant chains, they have corporate owned ones, but then they also have franchisees, but then you have mega franchisees that own a whole lot. So for this mega franchisee, now check this out. So this guy sends an email to all the execs being really super giddy about it, saying, hey, with higher gas prices and inflation. People are gonna be freaked out and worried and we can get them and pay lower wages. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? Because they're gonna to have to pay more for gas, more for food. So they might have to take two jobs. And if they need to take two jobs, they're gonna to come to us and we're gonna pay them less money. <laughs> I'm not. If you think I'm making this up, I am not. If anything, I'm downplaying a little bit. Now, Mike, Unadi, Christina, how tone deaf is that in today's day and age? to put it in writing. Now, I can even understand, you know, a bunch of folks in corporate shooting the breeze, coming up with ideas. Some are good, some aren't. But can you imagine putting it in writing and sending it out there? Because we all know if you put it in writing, somehow someone's going to put it out there. Really basically saying, F you to the workers. We're going to try to screw you over and pay you less because we're high inflation, high gases, and things aren't well. what do you think of that
1: when you first start out reading it you think like oh this guy sounds great because he's like we have to have the pulse on the morale of our employees and you think wow he wants to have his finger on the pulse of like the morale of his employees to help them but then you very like easily realize he's talking about exploiting them (laughs) um, which is terrible and um, just to say that Inflation is a good thing. Gas prices are a good thing. People will have to work um, more hours. They're living paycheck to paycheck and then we can bring them in at um, lower prices. It's just, it's terrible.
0: You know what Also, was, told? you know what, which is really weird and tone deaf and not too bright is that it goes both ways. So this guy clearly didn't take an economics class in school because he's counting on the fact that people are going to be hard pressed for money. So they're going to do whatever they have to do. But if gas prices go up and they have been going up. Wouldn't families opt to say maybe we're not going to go and drive to a restaurant if prices are increasing. They may say, well, why are we going to go to Applebee's? Is it really worth it to drop 50, 100 bucks for a family? and the food is okay, and we pay the gas, is it worth it? Let's not. And the food prices for the food chain are gonna go higher because all food is higher. So if it goes higher, people say, wait a minute, this is so expensive. Uh, Maybe I'll go to McDonald's instead, or maybe we'll just make a meal at home. So he'd even look at the other side of the equation that on one side, yeah, he feels people are gonna come in on the cheap, but on the other side, it's gonna impact the bottom line of the revenues and the profits.
1: And within that same equation also, he didn't consider the take-home pay. So if employees are working at it from a low wage, it's not going to be worth the commute to work if you're taking away less pay than what you make in a day.
2: (laughs) Exactly, right? It's it just the whole thing doesn't make sense. It's it's, almost I, I think it's almost as if he wrote it to to perhaps sabotage or maybe expecting other other employees who saw this internal memo to you know respond like and say just what we're saying like wait a minute what's going on because here's one other thought is that um if he starts to decrease the hourly pay to the workers he's going to lose employees then whoever still does decide to spend the gas the extra gas and more money and, and higher prices in applebee's they're going to get worse service and the place is just going to implode yeah. that's a good point right
0: right so the employees might say, you know what, maybe I want a job that I don't have to commute to, you know, that I don't have to drive to. And it's, 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 it's a really sad commentary. Um, but this leads to the next part. Because of that, not just because of the Applebee situation, because of that mindset. Recently, I think it was Friday, that Amazon um, in, in Staten Island, which has a huge facility out there, um, voted to go union. And this is this is groundbreaking. What what do, what do you think of that, guys?
1: And the fact that it was the culmination of two years, like these people assembled and organized throughout a pandemic, it goes to show what you can get done during the pandemic and how motivated people were. People either voted by forming a union or they voted by walking out the door with their feet. So.
2: Yeah. And plus, the, the company spent so much money and, and you know, in, in so many ways by putting like ads all over the warehouse and where the employees work and say their locker rooms, they spent so much to try to counter and make them vote anti-union and that didn't work, you know, as you said, Christine, in spite of the pandemic, they did all that work, but um, clearly they were trying to block that and do the best they could, you know, so big, big, uh, big tech, uh, you know, takes a loss over the employees and, and re- what really matters.
1: Yeah. Last year, they spent $4.3 million to go with what you were saying. And uh, like in a Department of Labor filing, consultants said they were paid $3,200 a day to union bust, which (laughs) is just a slap in the face to employees. It's like, you can't pay us more, but you can pay these consultants $3,200 a day to union bust.
0: Well, I guess because what happened, they must be running scared. Because if you have these unions, that means they could kind of demand higher wages, more time off, better benefits. So all of a sudden the cost is going to go up, you know, for the company. And, you know, Jeff Bezos, you know, he doesn't have that much money. So he only has like a trillion dollars. So, so so it's really gonna hurt. I mean, he only like he only has a couple of super yachts, I think. I don't know how many. So that's gonna be really rough. I mean, it's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be belt tightening house at the Bezos's. This happens. <laughs> The
1: quote from Chris Smalls, who was like the president and organizer of this all, he had said, we want to thank Jeff Bezos, because while he was up in space, we were signing people up, which I thought was so funny.
2: Yes, yes. And, and I believe I saw that that person, Chris Smalls, was a former employee who got fired by trying to start some union um, rumblings or something, if I'm not mistaken. He, so he
0: was leading this union, right? This, is, this story is so wild, right? So, so he, he's trying to get this union going. And um, it goes even back to before even union. He was he he scheduled a walkout from this location, and it's from what i understand it's really enormous uh, in Staten Island. And for those who aren't familiar, Staten Island is a borough of New York. So New York has five boroughs: you know, Brooklyn, Queens, New York City, um, Staten Island, and I don't know, maybe I mixed something up, Queens. And uh, I should know it because I grew up and spent most of my life there. And Staten Island is kind of like the suburbish part of New York City, even though it's not really a suburb, but it feels a little bit more suburbish. And they just have this massive, massive warehouse and f- fulfillment center. And during COVID, Smalls was complaining, saying that, hey, you, we don't have the appropriate protocols. And if you remember, like two, like really the beginning of the pandemic, that's what everyone's worried about. Like, wait a minute, you're making us do work. We don't have masks, we don't have gloves, we don't have this. It wasn't just Amazon, it was everywhere. And he led a a walkout. So even before the union, there was that tension brewing um, and it kept growing and escalating. And then as it was going on, there's a talk about like Applebee sending an email. So so there's documents that was leaked from senior executives at Amazon basically saying, hey, (laughs) you can't make this up, saying this guy, Chris Smalls is not too bright. It's kind of dumb, kind of stupid. So let's focus on him. And not on the whole union effort. So if we could kind of be, and I'm paraphrasing, this isn't exactly what they said, you know, I'm paraphrasing. So if we can kind of discredit him, it could discredit the union and put a whole kibosh on it. And of course it leaked out. So, so again, what what is up with these execs who don't know how to not put things in writing that's going to come back and bite them?
1: And then they they just <laughs> severely underestimated them because it's kind of I think it there's it's not unprecedented but there's not many other cases where this was like a grassroots union mm-hmm. uh, effort because it it wasn't yeah. through a big organization it was just through the um, Amazon labor union they had formed their own so this is pretty unheard of so Chris did an amazing amazing job considering. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's wild it's so wild. now what we were what we wrote about today for us was that starbucks starbucks already had a couple of locations of one out in arizona a couple of up in buffalo and and now here in new york but i think this is like their their big one in new york This is like their 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 flagship where it has what is it called like a roastery where i guess they they kind of you know, not only serve coffee, but just like have these amazing, you know, like a, when you when you have those beer bars that make the beer themselves mm-hmm. in the place. So I guess they have all the stuff that's making the coffee there. So it's like, what, 23,000 square feet or something yeah. ridiculous.
1: Nearly 100 employees as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they voted as well. Voted union. We're unionizing. Now, what do, what do you think of that? It's because Starbucks is really well known for taking care of their employees and giving really nice benefits.
2: You know, I, I, I wonder whether it's Amazon or, or Starbucks, we're talking about, or, or, you know, if this continues to snowball a bit, what will be the result one, two, three years from now? You know, basically, do you think looking at like studies when, when the auto workers and the iron work, you know, like in, our, in America's labor history, once the unions happened, what were the pros and cons? How did it affect the consumers overall? I wonder if there's a clear trend. Did it increase prices, um, you know, et cetera? Did, did quality go down? Things like that. Any, any thoughts? What do you think? I, I don't really know. You know. As you said, Starbucks is interesting specifically looking at them. As you said, they are known for taking care of their employees. So once the employees now have a union and more sway and power, um, I, I suppose naturally you'd think it would lead to higher wages. But if if it leads to that and the employees are happy, then the profit margins will be squeezed unless the cost is passed on to the consumer. See, that probably helps like, I, I remember as a kid to answer your mm-hmm. question, my
0: where I remember my parents talking about where all like the big car makers, they all, you know, had unions and then everyone would, and it used to be like American cars were the best. So, so they said, you know, when I was a kid here, I always heard that, you know, buy American, they're better cars. You know, the Japanese cars are terrible. Yeah. And then you had these unions, and all of a sudden people like, damn American cars, <laughs> they don't work. They keep <laughs> they breaking down. Breaking They're down. horrible. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then you hear stories about people who are in the union getting paid, you know, crazy amounts of money. Like, wait, what is going on here? So I, I it's 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 one of those things that's really interesting. It's one of those things, you know, where I don't think you can have an easy answer because like the 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 knee-jerk reaction could be, hey, great. You know, worker empowerment, fantastic. But then if you have to raise, you know, prices and all of a sudden your Starbucks, I don't know how much, how much is a cup of coffee at a Starbucks generally? Like a hundred
1: dollars,
2: $50. I
1: I only get it through Uber Eats so that I only pay like a minimum of a hundred (laughs) dollars per cup with all the (laughs) (laughs)
2: people. Honestly, I think for their smallest cup, which is called a tall yeah. figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, it's probably up to close to three dollars now. I mean, you know, right. five years ago it was two and change. So
0: you're talking about the prices on on the coffee, on the food, everything is going to go up. So that means they're going to pass it on to us. So with already it's inflation, they pass on, that's going to go higher. So it's tough. You know, same thing with Amazon. Um, I guess with delivering the packages with paying, you know, you're going to have to pay more people in the warehouses or the fulfillment centers, the drivers. So of course, they're going to pass it on to us. You know, Bezos isn't going to say, yeah, you know what? Don't worry. I'll, I'll take care of it. Let me open up my wallet. I'll take it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> yes. I, I don't see that happen. I see it more. They're we're going to have to pay more for it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to play out. I do know this one thing it does feel, and I've been writing a lot about this, you know, for Forbes, it does feel that post pandemic, the mindset has just changed dramatically and, uh, Employees expect way more out of their employers. You know, they want it to be they want to be treated empathetically. They want to be treated fairly. They want to be treated uh, uh, honestly. They want to get paid well. They want to have fair benefits. They want to work life, you know, balance. Um, and if they don't, they're going to quit. And you have, you know, month after month, of four million people quitting. So that's not an idle threat. Yeah, I have seen a lot of company. They they try to attract employees like with different
2: services. So it's mm-hmm. it's like. Like a different side of
0: it, yeah. It's 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 definitely a a, a thing, and and the company is sort of in a, in a in a tough spot really because if they don't if they don't take care of their people, they're going to leave. Yeah. But if they take care of their people, then the prices go up. So, the, it, uh, wow, this is <laughs> this yeah. is we're entering very interesting time period
2: now. Absolutely.
1: But also, do the do the prices need to go up? Like with all this inflation, so many of these companies made record profits this year, and we're still seeing them inflate the prices, which are not necessary. And it's not like they're paying their workers more, so it's just more to benefit the people at the top. You
0: know, you, you see the prices. You know, you, you notice this too, where the food is smaller. Like, so if you get, let's say, a bag of potato chips, maybe the price doesn't go up. But you have way less potato chips in the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they pull that stunt too. And I wonder if this also kind of goes to something else we were reporting on is this thing called, you know, you know, ghost coasting, coasting, cyber loafing, um, where people are kind of not quitting, but they're just slacking. <laughs> they're kind of just doing the bare minimum so they don't get fired um i wonder if that's kind of this is going to be a thing where, like you know what you know what if you're not going to be paying me more and i'm not really kind of keen on quitting right now because it's too much stress to find a new job um i'm just going to chill and just going to do the just a bare minimum i mean what do you, what do you think of that
1: I think that's an equal turnout. <laughs> if they're only willing to pay you the bare minimum. I think you should only have to put in the bare minimum.
0: Do you think that's going to happen a lot? Like that's going to be the thing where people are are just going to kind of like, you know, especially if you're working remote and it's hard to tell where you're working hybrid and you're not sure like where the person is that particular day.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then with with people doing the bare minimum, will it make companies amplify like surveillance too? Oof.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think that to some degree, there's always been some of that in the workplace, you know, whether, but, but, you know, pre-technology, even, you know, there are those that coast and do the bare minimum and just want to hold their job, and those that really care, and traditionally, those that did went the extra mile, you know, climbed the corporate ladder, became managers, um, looking at franchises, eventually they could own their own, you know, franchise, but um, uh, I think it, it, it certainly will be in, in these days of social media, word is going to spread real quickly. And if, you know, the larger a company, uh, uh, some um, some important percentage of the workforce starts to complain a lot, I think that's going to spread like a cancer, and that will be an effect. And where that's going to lead could only be uh, not a good thing. There's another,
0: there's another, you know, after effect on that, too, is something called the great regret, in that you know, people, you know, we were just talk about, okay, they're going to slack and coast and be disengaged and not be involved and just take it easy. But then others say, hell no, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to leave. I'm going to take another job. I can't take it anymore. Leave. And then within three months later are, oh my goodness, what did I do? Oh no, <laughs> this is the worst mistake. And and they call it the great regret because like everything now, you have to have the great something or other. It can't just be like a regret. It has to be the great, re- you know, regret, the great resignation. So so this is the great re- regret where they're like, wait a minute, I was sold a bill of goods. You know, they told me I'm going to be this, that, the other thing, and I'm not. Or I thought I was going to be working on this project. I'm not. Or it could be just expectations. You just thought the grass is greener. But what, what do you think about the great regret?
1: To me, it speaks more of like the manipulative hiring practices that people employ during the hiring um, process and the interview process, because a lot of people did say that what they were told would be like their jobs wasn't what happened. And I think it's because companies were so desperate to fill these seats that they necessarily didn't utilize like ethical hiring practices, I
0: think. Mm -hmm. So do you think some companies because it's it's a hot job market it's a war for talent that they may and this is going to be shocking but maybe they didn't give the full story when they told the person hey what to expect in your new job so maybe they left some stuff out
1: yeah and then there just wasn't the transparency um a lot of companies i think also don't didn't have like their Return to office plans fleshed out. So then it could be once people were brought back, that's when their plans got solidified. And then it kind of felt like a bait and switch to them when really it's just things weren't worked out before they were brought on. And now it's like, oh, you have to return to the office. But you told me I could, I was hybrid or remote. And yeah. It's,
0: it, it's, you know, and it makes sense because. You get the pressure, and you know how these companies work. It comes it goes from the top down. So we gotta fill the seat. We gotta gotta get somebody because you know they're you know three people already left. The people who are here are gonna you know they can't take anymore. They're gonna leave too. So it's kind of like pushes them to just yeah. Don't worry, it's great. Yeah, you want to take you want only come into the office one day. No worries, that's fine. You can do it. <laughs> you want to be remote? Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Oh yeah, you'll get a sign on bonus. Oh yeah, you'll get a raise. And then you realize, yeah, it's not happening.
1: Yeah, and they don't realize that that also affects like the brand name as well. Cause now like brand identity is more than just uh, the services and the products you put out. It's, It's all encompassing. It's how you treat your employees as well.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, what else uh, talking about that, Jack, where you're saying, well, you know, maybe they were misled a little. I bet you in some of the larger firms, uh, you know, they have whole teams of employment lawyers or within HR or wherever they are. So perhaps some of these conditions and promises will now become standard templates and offer letters, you know, where they're going to talk about uh, in office versus, uh, you know, uh, remote work and and the hybrid. They're going to have it spelled out in an offer letter and then the firms will be held to their word.
0: Yeah, you know, it's almost like you have to maybe write your own when you go there. Okay, I want to make sure I understand it correctly. I, you know, you have said that I could work, you know, remotely, or I could work two days a week in the office, and here's my vacation. Almost reverse. You know how you get an offer letter from the company? Maybe it'll be the reverse, where to protect yourself, the job seeker will put, you know, write up his or her own letter saying, "I'm just, just want to make sure this is everything you said to me." Here you go. Please sign it to make sure that we're in agreement, which would be a nice turning the tables, huh?
2: Yeah, that that's a really great point. Absolutely, it would be very interesting.
1: Or can you ask a company to add it to the offer letter that they provide you?
2: It is
0: so hard. It is so hard to get them to change the you know the standard. Does it happen? Yes, but is it easy? No, because like the big bureaucracies, they don't want to change it because if they change it, then it's like, okay, we got to go to this lawyer and we got to go to that. And then maybe we have to change it for the other people. And it's just, you know, it's inertia. It's just easier to say, no, we're going to keep it the way it is.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, you know what? On a side note, I've been rude. I should show you how digs here. So like, so, so we've been, we're trying out different virtual reality backgrounds, different uh, metaverse, you know platforms and and here this is kind of like we have we have this office in the middle of the universe. So if you could look and you could see in the background, um, the planets just just kind of out there, which is kind of cool. We have uh, my two dogs, Buddy and Blue, uh, a board, uh, board ape. We have let's see, we have I don't know what these we think guys are. I don't know if we're going to keep them. It's kind of. They really don't go with the decor here, but uh, I'm not sure how come we had that on. (laughs) And let's see here. Whoa, okay. And what else can we show? I guess it's really not that big of a, it's, 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 you know, kind of nice, small, quaint office. I don't know what that like thing is outside of our window, and I'm not sure if we should be scared about it. You, you know, sense. I think I think I can
2: help you on that, Jack. Um, yes. When we when you were closer in, it showed more of it. It looks like it's a satellite robo DJ boombox. Yes. Those speakers <laughs> are going, and then I saw like a hand touching some of the turntable.
0: Whoa! Sorry about that.
2: Oh I yeah. Just, no.
0: I moved my mouse.
2: Oh right. no. Right. Yeah, that that's what that that those speakers are.
0: It's, All right. So Whoever's watching, close your eyes for a little bit
2: so you don't get dizzy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you know, and the reason why we're kind of doing this in the metaverse is that, you know, the whole ethos of what we're trying to do in kind of happy and succeeding, um, at work, and really in the future of work. So we kind of want to explore, you know, what's out there, what is the future of work? Well, you know, what are different ways of operating? You know, could it be you know remote, hybrid, digital nomad, or you know just just kind of chilling here in the metaverse? you know, it's, you know, some people could look and go, gosh, you know, that's not really terribly professional. Um, I wouldn't have any dogs in my office. And uh, what's that <laughs> DJ out there and the uh, ape smoking a cigar? How dare you? So, yeah, you could have that, but then all I could say, hey, you know what? Why can't work be a little fun, right? Why can't you just have a, you know, do something different just so you smile, come in here and you see these goofy two guys on the left. I have no idea, like those little block. Creatures, at first, you know, I, I thought that's kind of weird, but you know, why not? Cheer things up a little bit. We have enough worry, you know, enough anxiety, enough stress, enough fear in this world. You know, we can use a little fun, a little humor, right?
1: If David Solomon can DJ, why can't you? That,
0: you know that I didn't <laughs> want to say anything, but that is David Solomon DJing in the background. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to bring it up, but since you <laughs> since you brought it up, that's him. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with what Christy is saying, so. The uh, CEO of Goldman Sachs, the arguably the uh, most top tier, uh, premier investment bank, while uh, J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley probably would disagree, but of course, you know they're they're rivals. And in his free time, he DJs. Um, I don't know how good he is or not. I've listened to some of the stuff, but I'm not an aficionado, you know, kind of that music, I guess. So, but I'll presume he's okay. And I'm sure it's not that people say it's okay just because he's, you know, the head of Goldman Sachs and you are not, and they're humoring him. I'm sure that's not the case, that they really enjoy his music.
2: Unless, of course, they're <laughs> Goldman Sachs employees at the, at the affair.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's not financing like any of the festivals or anything. <laughs> right,
2: right, right. <laughs>
0: right. right. So, so, all right. So listen, so I, I just wanted to have, for us to have a quick, you know, um, you know, quick meetup in, the metaverse and it you know think about it's cool because we're talking about these serious serious topics but yet because the environment is so chill doesn't it make a little different it doesn't make it all uptight you're able to kind of talk openly and freely about all these things without yelling at each other maybe maybe that's what should be on like you know the cable news Hmm. they have maybe they should be in like this trippy weird you know, metaverse, so instead of like you put on cable news and st- and you get actually, maybe you actually get the news instead of people just yelling and screaming at each other because we're all uptight.
1: I find really them to car- be cartoonish anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, see, they're cartoonish, right? But our, our advertisers are cartoonish, but we're serious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's really, it's just really well. Now, I can't see somehow on the right side, I can't get, uh, I'm not sure like why it's not showing up. So you're missing part of the, you know, part of the house here.
1: You
0: can move I, forward a little bit with the arrow keys. Yes, you move So you guys can go look outside of the universe there. I've never been out there. Wow. All right, so let's do this. So so yeah, I just want to introduce you to kind of what we're doing here. This is kind of, believe it or not, this is going to be the future of work. Um, it probably be a little bit more sophisticated moving on. Um, Hope I hope you kind of get appreciation appreciation for it, and yeah, check out some of those pieces. You know, it, uh, well, you just Google quote you know Jack Kelly Forbes end quote, and you can check out stuff and learn more about the Applebee's guy and uh, how much uh, how just tone deaf that was uh, to read about what's going on with Starbucks, with Amazon, with cyber loafing, go you know coasting, slacking, the great regret. And this way, be kind of all up to speed. What's happening? So, thank you. Any any last minute, Mike Gnanadi, Christine.
1: I think this is an exciting time, and it's uh, we'll we'll be able to see better within a short amount of time. I think because now people are starting to return to the office, amongst like the highest inflation and gas prices. So we'll see how people react to that.
0: So that's the next thing we'll kind of do. Maybe we'll get some people who are going through it and interview them and get a sense of like what 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 they're experiencing. Are they quitting because they don't want to do that commute because they're paying too much money in gas and they have to do something. So that will be really interesting to cover. Yep. Yeah. Unadi, Mike, any, any any other thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't know, like I'm
0: excited to be in this metaverse for now. So yeah, I feel like we should do this more often, yeah. All
2: right, done, excellent. Yeah. You know what? I'll second that vote. Um, This was the first time for me, uh, you know, attending one of these uh, uh, shows and in the metaverse. And I got to say, I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, Doesn't, you know, I I can't, you know, be really honest here. I kind of like this better than when you let's say you're doing a LinkedIn live and you, you see my face and I'm looking out and it just for some reason, it feels more liberating. You know, it feels more comfortable where you could just talk without having to worry, you know, how do I look, how's my hair, how's my background, how's the lighting, and I can just focus on a conversation.
2: Yeah, that's right. I agree.
0: Yeah. Well, this is great. So hopefully everyone, you enjoyed this. Let me know what you think. We'll try some others down there, you know, other, other, other kind of virtual reality and metaverses and uh, definitely, definitely keep, you know, we're going to try to do something pretty much every day. And it's going to usually be like 12 and one o'clock, whether we're doing a LinkedIn live or we have a really smart guest to talk about something. So just uh, keep your eyes open and, and thank you very much for watching. And what we'll do is we'll clean it up and repost on social media too. So if anyone missed it, you could see it again. So thanks everybody so much. Have a great day. Bye.